The History Man with Terry Kringle. Hello. The end for the highly successful mining activities in the Foxdale and Glen Russian areas of the Isle of Man came in October 1911. This was when the Isle of Man Mining Company went into voluntary liquidation. It was because the price of lead ore was falling steadily due to the flooding onto the British market of cheaper ores from abroad. It was a familiar story, which was to be repeated in other mining industry centres in the island. The Isle of Man Mining Company was formed in 1828 by a group of businessmen from Liverpool, Chester and the Welsh county of Flintshire. The rich lead and zinc ores available had been mined originally as early as 1740, but the new company was to exploit the area to the full by means of a series of shafts in the neighbourhood of Foxdale and reaching westwards to Glen Russian. Modern mining methods were now being introduced, with an intricate system of water leats providing power for water wheels for washing the ore, as well as for steam engines. It was the beam engines that provided power for the actual mining operations. Initially, however, the ore was carried by horse and cart to peel for export, carts returning laden with coal for the steam engines. In 1874, agreement was reached whereby the Isle of Man Railway Company would handle these loads between St. John's and Peel. This led to further railway developments, which resulted in completion of a full rail link to Ramsey. The Foxdale mines were creating all sorts of improvements, and they were now quite an industrial power in the Isle of Man. The mines in Glen Russian were named Beckwith's, Crossvein, sometimes known as Snuff the Wind, and Dixon's, but the main complex of mines was based on Foxdale. One was called the Louisa Mine, after the wife of mines captain Edward Borden. Others had colourful names like Old Flappy and Bell's Hole. Lead ore, with a high silver content, was by far the most important product, and the combined output of the Foxdale mines was averaging 4,000 tonnes a year during the 1880s and 1890s, making Foxdale the leading producer of lead ore in the British Isles. But it wasn't going to last. The imports into Britain of cheaper ore from abroad were having their effect. Foxdale as a mining centre, and once the proud supporter of a school of mining, was soon no more, and it took voluntary liquidation and a huge sale of assets to tell something of its former glory and worldwide reputation. What we don't know is how many good jobs were lost. We move on now to 1911 for the sale, which took place on Tuesday and Wednesday, the 3rd and 4th of October. The physical assets of the company were huge. There were pumping and winding engines, hauling skips and pit cages, drills, stone breakers and crushers, jiggers, whatever they were, and buddles, whatever they were, all up for sale. There were also no fewer than 14 water wheels of various sizes which were expected to attract bids from other business enterprises in the island. The owners of Silverdale Glen were reported to be interested in one of the smaller ones to power the children's roundabout there. A far cry from the grim and grimy realities of mining. What was more unexpected was the amount of railway equipment on offer. There were about 60 tonnes of rail and some 28 trucks for six different gauges, varying from 19 inches to 5 feet. The sale was conducted by a Liverpool company, 
and such was the interest in it that special trains were arranged to run to and from Foxdale, connecting with Douglas Peel and Ramsey. What I don't know is how much money was raised for the once-proud Isle of Man Mining Company, and, as I've said, I don't know what the social impact was on the mine workers and their families in terms of lost employment. It was perhaps a warning of what could happen to the miners on the other side of the island at Laxey.